1: Danny Meringue. I found two empty bottles of a particularly decent Chateau de War Bordeaux 57 in your rubbish. Dusty Hera, You went through my garbage? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. I find it particularly offensive that you use them to wash down an order from something called Macho Taco. And Portland's sports leader, 1080. I would never drink a Bordeaux with a Macho Taco. The Fan. It was a burrito machissimo.
2: All right, hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Blazers start a road trip uh, that'll take them from Minnesota, Indiana, and Toronto before heading home for a long stretch with a 113-106 loss to the Timberwolves. Last night we were talking about little things, the execution down the stretch Mm -hmm. being the big miss there. And there was also a game of note uh, in the NBA last night that went to overtime where Giannis, who's – I don't know if anybody's been keeping track of what Giannis is doing (laughs) – uh, uh. he has had a five-game stretch that the NBA has not seen in at least 50 years because uh, in an overtime win over the uh, Toronto Raptors last night, he had another triple-double. Uh, he went for 30 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. Is that good? Uh, I, I, Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Here's um, for Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is on a five-game stretch right now. Uh, to that, where he scored over 200 points, had 80 rebounds and 30 assists over a five-game stretch. Uh, the last person who knew that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1972,
0: and he was a buck then.
2: Uh, was he? Was he really?
0: I, 72. He should have been a buck because I think 73 is when he got traded.
2: Goodness gracious! Uh, the previous three games for Giannis have been just absolutely bonkers. So he goes 30, 21. Yeah, he was a buck and 10. He had 55 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists against the Wizards, had 43 points, 20 rebounds, 7 assists against the Timberwolves, and 45 points, 22 rebounds, 7 assists against the Bulls. <laughs> These are his, those are his <clears throat> last four folks. He is just bananas the way he is playing right now. So,
0: just for reference, Giannis is currently 3rd in the league in scoring, okay, 2nd in the league in rebounding.
2: By golly!
0: And he's averaging how many assists right now? 5.4, Five point yeah. four, which puts him in, in the top forty. Uh, yeah, he's thirty eighth.
2: Not too shabby.
0: Not too shabby at all.
2: But what happened in that game is not just Giannis being an absolute freak, but uh, Toronto lost again.
0: Again,
2: uh, they are now twelfth in the in seven over there, two in a row, and there is a growing. Sentiment that they may be sellers. Uh, The Utah jazz have lost five games in a row. Mm -hmm. And as they were started, the hottest team in basketball, the, the, the one seed in the West through the first like month of the year, uh, they have fallen back down to what we kind of thought they would be, which is a team that isn't trying to win basketball games. And now they are being considered a seller. And there's rumors and reports that the Phoenix suns um, are an absolute dumpster fire behind the scenes. Like outside
0: of Robert Sarver? They've lost four straight, and Booker's not coming. Booker's not back until the All-Star break.
2: Okay. And then there's one other team that has long been considered a seller. They are seventh in the East, but the Indiana Pacers still have got their issues that they need to sort out. So we have four teams, or the Atlanta Hawks, rather, uh, also sellers. Five teams now with good assets. The Hawks seem to just be a team that nobody is believing in anymore.
0: Well, I can tell you why. Like Trey Young.
2: Young? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, No way. It's so bad
2: right now. They've got the it's, all-time bad, bad vibes. It's so, so bad. So, let's think about this here. W- with those teams, and those teams are, you're hearing these rumblings, in all likelihood, will all five of them be moving key pieces and key players? Probably not, but if they're being rumored to be sellers, all right, how can the Blazers get in on, on some of these deals? Are there deals that can be made where Portland
0: uh, does improve here? And that's the thing is that uh, if you kind of read the tea leaves around the league right now, it's still very quiet. But there's – it's the it's the dance before the dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an hour ago, the Boston Celtics sent Noah Vonley and cash to the San Antonio Spurs. <clears throat> the Spurs mm-hmm. waved Gorgie, Gorgie de- Zhang. To make the deal happen, and then immediately waived Noah Vonley. So basically, they they did the Celtics a favor and took on some cash,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or got some cash for doing the said favor, because this allowed the Celtics to make a trade without waving a guy and screwing up their cap situation. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what they did is they made enough room.
2: Yeah. Um, also, not trying to win.
0: Also, not trying to win. Yes, and that's and that's another team. Honestly, you could you could put on this list. So you're you're seeing teams kind of getting ready for trade season uh, and talking to, to uh, agents and, and execs around the league over the last week. Very quiet so far because, because of what you're saying, so many teams still think they're in it. Yeah. The Pacers can still kind of be in it. They're above 500. The Jazz could go on a four-game winning streak and be in it, so to speak. The Suns, they're just trying to, you know, hold tight until Devin Booker gets back. Yeah. There's a million different ways you can sell this. You're not probably going to see deals until three days before the deadline. And then you, and then at the deadline, it'll probably be busy, I would imagine. But when you go down the list, there's a theme that kind of evolves from what these teams have. When you look at the Pacers and the Suns, they both have Bix. Miles Turner and the Spurs, if you want to add Yaka Pearl. You've got Miles Turner, Yaka Pearl, DeAndre Ayton.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The Blazers were... Loosely linked to DeAndre Ayton in the summer. There were discussions about what that would look like, the yep. money and, and the, as being a restricted free agent and what that would look like, a sign-and-trade.
1: It,
2: it,
0: it was messy.
2: Well, in last year, Miles Turner also linked to the Blazers yep. loosely.
0: Uh, Jakob Pertl is a guy who makes sense, certainly. Uh, and then in Detroit, you have New orleans Dewell, where There was a report last week. Ten days ago or so, mm-hmm. about uh, his availability, which is he's available, folks.
2: Yeah, they're trying not to play him. <laughs> he,
0: he, he, when the Blazers played the Pistons the other night, he got to the arena at like five thirty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he rode over the media. <laughs> he took the media I,
0: bus. I was walking out of the media room to go out on the floor after Chauncey's press conference wrapped up. It, it was like five. Like I guess it like about around five thirty, and I looked over and Nerlens was walking in the player gate.
2: Good for him. And I was
0: like, oh. And then he ended up playing that night because of injuries. Yeah. But, again, those are bigs that are available. When you look at Toronto, obviously it was reported widely Portland's pursuit of OG Ananobi.
2: Yeah. You want to talk about – that is a name that when you – we were talking about this early, the heliocentric offenses mm-hmm. that are being played in the NBA right now. thirty Over 30% usage rates for mm-hmm. uh, for players is at an all-time high which is incredible, which means like, you're trying to get one guy is going to be the offense there. OG and Anobi and kind of what Portland is gearing up and seemingly trying to do with the way that they are built, mm-hmm. right? They've got their scores that they're going to say, you guys are our bona fide scores in Dame and Ant, and our third wheel is going to be one that can be a one or a two in Jeremy Grant mm-hmm. on any given night. But they're starting to say, all right, what kind of variety can we get on the defensive end? And if you go out and you get a guy like OG and Anobi, okay, who's a 99th percentile defender, yes. um, and, and that isn't just like something that I'm I'm just saying, that's a basketball index has him as in, in the 99th percentile of, um, of defender where he can guard almost every damn position on the floor. Actually, he does guard every position on the floor. And you put him, for discussion's sake, if you're seeing all these heliocentric offenses where they're trying to create mismatches for their guys, uh, having those versatile defenders, we talked about yesterday how uh, when it comes to versatile defending, or two days ago, rather, because uh, you weren't here yesterday, how uh, <laughs> Gary Payton II ranked third and Jeremy Grant ranked four or fifth. fifth. Another top five in that would be OG Ananobi, yes. who can guard all five guys on the floor. When it comes to closing time, we talk about tightening things up. That's the kind of guy that you want when you're playing these offenses. Because where do you go to create the mismatch? Then you know, if you've got three guys on the floor that you feel comfortable switching anything mm-hmm. and everything on, okay, and then you have your your score could be Damian Lillard, or if you're going to go small ball, your ultra small lineup mm. with those guys. And you you mentioned having Ann on the floor with you know even Josh Hart out there and you pull Nurk and Jeremy's your 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 five in closing minutes okay say say you have Dame and Gary Payton II OG Ananobi and Jeremy. Jeremy Grant you have three ultra versatile defenders plus defenders that can cover up for what can be at times liabilities for you two scores and
0: if you try to hunt them I mean, you that's have,
2: very small you, lot, that's very small it lot. is
0: but you also have to be very very targeted Mm-hmm. With how you hunt and who you hunt with, and now with that personnel that you're trying to hunt with, you have to deal with them on the other end. Yeah, that's that's the flip side. That's what always. Well, they're too small. Well, on the other end, they have the opponent has to deal with them.
2: How do you go and get a, a, a guy like that though? What does that take? I mean, that takes you being a third wheel and giving up, obviously, a, a lot of a, a lot of uh, the beef and freight. so.
0: The Blazers showed that they were not willing to give up the number seven pick and Shaden Sharp for OG Ananobi. Uh, where they are right now, that has not changed. The Blazers look at Shaden Sharp as a core player. So, if you're getting an OG Ananobi, you're giving up Josh Hart mm-hmm. unabashedly. Of course, you're probably giving up Nasir Little, and you're probably giving up a first round pick. Okay, that's not it's not a cheap price.
2: But for the player that you're getting, I mean, it kind of seems like you're winning that one.
0: Yes. And here's the thing. Here's here's what I've I've been asked a lot um, by a lot of people around the league, because they look at Toronto and yes, Portland has been linked with with OG. Would Portland pony up go all in on Pascal? Because because Pascal would be the odd man out because he's older if they're going to go young. Because OG's 25. Yeah, Scotty's, what, 21?
2: Yeah, Scotty Barnes.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're young on that side of things. And OG can kind of play the, that timeline.
2: Who's on, the good, who's on the good side of 30 still, though, which is a good thing. He's yes. 28, right?
0: Pascal, yes. Yeah. Pascal's 28. But he's an in-prime player right now. What is Portland looking for? They're looking for in-prime. Shaden Sharp would unequivocally be a part of that deal.
2: For the for, a for Pascal Siakam, like yeah.
0: that's that's the line that you cross. Okay, like and, and Portland fans could lose their mind about that. He Pascal Siakam the- is an all NBA player. If you if you went, if you, it would not matter what you did the rest of the season, it would not matter if you roll out a lineup next season of Dame, Ant, Grant, Pascal, Gary Payton, and whatever you have left on your roster. After you're done, you go with your taxpayer mid level, and you try to get a few ring chasers. You go into next season as a no doubt contender.
2: Uh, Pascal Siakam, by the way, twenty six points eight rebounds is what he's averaging. He, he joined that assists. He joined that fifty point club in uh, the Garden just last, last week. week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it, it, how realistic are either one of those moves? And in like this texture goes. Blazers not shaking up the roster. You guys too funny. Oh, they're
0: they're they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be busy. Whether or not it's at the trade deadline or it's the summer, like that's. Joe Cronin in his first month did more big moves than Neil O'Shea did in a decade. If you don't Uh, think, if you think he's sitting on his hands, if there's a chance to improve this team, you're out of your mind.
2: This team, essentially like Nurk and Dame are coming back as the only guys that are, are, are the only starters coming back. Look at the bench the bench has nobody that, that played like the roster has been shaken up in
0: massive changeover.
2: And what we've, what we're seeing from Joe Cronin is he knows he's not done yet. That is what he said when he took the job and he said, uh, we're going to make some moves. They'd made the CJ move. It didn't go over swimmingly with, with fans, but I, it's, it's actually working out pretty well right now with the flexibility and the guy that they end up getting in, in the draft through shade and sharp, because they just shut things down with the team. And now moving forward, he said he has said he will continue to be aggressive, and this isn't. I think we are. I understand the apprehension because Blazer fans should be apprehensive. Neil O'Shea told us for a decade that he it, we, would we be got aggressive for, and, for a decade, and he never did a damn thing. Yeah, there's already been movement. I hope there is more. I hope there is a lot of roster shakeup because there needs to be. Because this team is nowhere close to being a, a contending team right now.
0: No, and I talked to a lot of people in the organization over the last week or so, and one of the things I asked is, you know, is there a possibility of you not making a deal at the deadline? And the answer that I got was, that world exists. We're not going to make a move just to make a move. Yep. Which is actually a good thing to hear. Because <laughs> move good. move for move's sake is, we've seen that show before. Yeah. Kent Bazemore. Oh my god. Trevor Ariza. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Move for move's sake, they they didn't fundamentally change anything. Or
2: we'll go and get a guy who's been a bust, but
0: hey, he was a top five. Oh, you mean pick. the redraft? Yes, he's a top five selection. Twenty seventeen redraft. Go back and look at the twenty seventeen draft and look how many players from that draft in the top twenty have been Trailblazers. It's a mile long. My goodness. Um, but do the Blazers make a change at the five? Do they do they move on from Yusuf Nurkic? I think it's a it's a difficult task to do and would likely involve a third team um conveniently enough if the Suns and DeAndre Aiden are just like the vibes are so bad. Mm-hmm. Josh Hart and Yusuf Nurkic's contracts add up exactly conveniently enough to make a move for DeAndre Aiden.
2: Boy, that would be interesting if they are truly sellers and they, they seem out on him. The the weird thing about that is uh, Robert Sarver has to approve the trade,
0: <laughs> and and remember, Robert Sarver dr- drafted DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic <laughs> because he was a, he was a Phoenix guy, right in his backyard.
2: Uh, as much
0: as we bust the, the 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 Sacramento Kings' balls over Marvin Bagley, remember, listen, and again, I understand the Ayton pick because he's a he's a grown man, but <clears throat> what here's the interesting one in where I I tend to lean. Is Utah, and everybody obviously talks about Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt.
2: Let's let's talk Utah because that's one of the teams we haven't gotten to. We'll get to the Utah Jazz as they fit into this uh, next. Danny Dusty on the fan.
1: Danny and Dusty on the fan.
2: All right, we're talking uh, teams that may be sellers, how the Blazers get better. I mean, it's it's incredible how many teams are being floated right now that have star quality players that are saying maybe it might be time to reset. We talked about uh, Toronto. We talked about Phoenix, uh, Indiana in there as well, but... Atlanta and Utah are, are still out there as teams mm-hmm. that are going hard reset, potentially. And we knew that with Utah heading in, but they they started the season as the best team in the West.
0: <laughs>
2: Here's the thing. And boy, have the mighty fallen.
0: We talk about this regularly, particularly in the NBA. With the exception of a Sam Presti-led team, nobody's going to come out and say that we're tanking. Huh. Because they want ticket sales. They want Engagement, they want fans tuned in, they want sponsors to pay. That All, all that stuff matters. Danny Ainge is sitting here, oh, no, we're not selling, we're not selling, we're not selling, we're not selling. They will be sellers. They will 100% be sellers. But here's the thing. Danny Ainge wins every trade he's in. Every trade that he's in. Mm-hmm. That Rudy Gobert trade will go down in infamy. Just crushed it. And I've talked to execs around the league who are using that Gobert trade that litmus test, that measuring stick, is going to be there for another cycle. Now,
2: they get multiple picks over multiple years for Rudy Gobert. And, and good players. And it was supposed to be – Jerry Vanderbilt <laughs> is in there. Um, but it was supposed to be the that move was going to solidify the defense of Minnesota to get them over the top and make a run.
0: Big, well, let me make a run. like Be a competitive playoff team. It has but, not. It, it has not worked. Um, even if it did work. What they got, what Utah got, was incredible. Yeah, and this, this, whatever deal Danny Ainge made with the Devil, it's it's paid off because he wins every single time. Mm. But everybody talks about Vanderbilt, 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 and I love Jerry Vanderbilt. I 100 percent would love him in Portland. The guy that I I think Portland might take a look at is is Lowry Markin.
2: Damn, that'd be great. Uh, he, I love Markin. He
0: doesn't need the ball.
2: Yeah. But is that a guy that they are going to be willing to give up? Because if they move forward, yeah, they may not be trying to win this this year. But next year, if you have a team and you have Laurie Markinen on it, you, you get exponentially better. With if it's say Victor Win Binyama, or if it's Scoop, mm-hmm. uh, was it uh, Scoop Jackson? Scoop, no, Henderson. No, Scoop Henderson. Scoop Jackson's the old reporter. Yes. I always get them mixed up. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of scoops out there, and the two that I do know can't get their names well, right no, for the life
0: of me. It's Scoop and then Scoot.
2: Scoot. 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 Oh, Scoot. Scoot. Yeah,
0: Scoot Henderson. Oh, damn. Yeah. So uh, I didn't he, even it's, know. It was... It's okay. He had a dunk yesterday, or day before yesterday. I'll show you in the break.
2: It, I it, saw it in the, from the G League. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah, the, the punch dunk. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, But I think Markinen is a guy. But what does that cost Portland? Yeah. Like what is? Because Danny Ainge wins every freaking deal. He does. He does. But here's the thing. I don't uh, trade with Utah. A, a guy like Markkinen, what makes him so valuable is his ability to fit in. Going to Cleveland and playing small forward as a seven-footer was the best thing possible for his career because they stopped trying to figure out whether or not he's a power forward or a center, whether or not he needed to be in the paint or at the three-point line. He just does. He's, You need him to space, he spaces. You need him to cut, he cuts. You need him to post up on a mismatch, he posts up. He just fits in, and that's the thing. Portland has two very ball-dominant guards who are both plus creators, You don't need another guy who needs the ball. Mm. And the very big, quite literally, plus thing about him is he's seven foot tall.
2: That's good.
0: Getting size. Even if he's not this great defender, he's still seven foot tall. Having the ability to play bigger. Let's say you run a lineup out there of Dame, Ant, GP, Grant, Marketing. You've you, got seven foot six nine. Yeah, you're small with Dame Anton and, and GP. Yeah. But think about how you can play offensively.
2: Yeah. I, I, I do think about that. But I also think about getting eaten alive by teams that have bigs and contending bigs, right? But like, how many of those are Jokic? you?
0: Tr- Denver's going to be okay. one. But do you get eaten alive by him right now?
2: Uh, Yes. Yeah.
0: Even when Nurk plays him well.
2: Yeah. But then there's always the hope of well, maybe maybe this is the maybe, night. Maybe the move that they do make isn't the one that is the one where they don't get eaten alive by him.
0: <laughs> Look, there's there's of the and guys who gone if this deal is done the, the 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 guys who can bother Jokic the most. You're looking at all world players. You're looking yeah. at Giannis. You're looking at Joel.
1: That's probably, yeah.
0: that's probably the list. It's like physically who can handle him. Miles Turner has the capacity to. DeAndre Aiden has yep. the capacity to.
2: And that's the allure of those guys. Yes. It's the Is allure that, of those guys. But
0: not only can they handle a Jokic or a Embiid, they're not going to get played off the floor. Yeah. Because of how mobile they are. I mean, Miles Turner's knocking down threes at a career-high rate. DeAndre Ayton's one of the best mid-range shooting bigs in the league. If not the best mid range, even though he's struggling, like historically he has been phenomenal yeah. from the mid range. Uh, having a guy who can work a little bit of pick and pop, but is Lowry a, a like? You look at his contract, you look at his role, you look at his size, you look at his skills. Is he the? Is he a bad add to this team? And the answer is no. Yeah, it's a good addition to this team, man, and it allows them to play a, a, a lot of different ways. In a perfect world. What if you could put a package together where you got Vando and Lowry?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that would be fantastic. Why don't you just go and get LeBron and KD and Giannis too? Well,
0: the, <laughs> I mean, those, like but again,
2: I, I know, is, but is, is, is you this, think if Danny yeah. if Danny Ainge is gonna punk you for uh, Lowry Mar- for Rudy Gobert for Markinon and Vanderbilt? Do you you're never in? you're never winning a game again. I don't know what he asked for, but whatever it is, it's gonna. Do you cash
0: in your draft capital? Terrible. Do you do you cash in your draft capital?
2: For the if you get those two, if you get those two guys, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah,
0: you basically give up all the kids, sans Shaden. Uh-huh. You give up the the three firsts and the swaps. You give up heart for the necessary yeah. Uh, money. Yeah, and you, I th- I think monetarily you have to give up Nurk. Just going off the top of my head, it'd be close because Vando's still on his rookie deal, and I think Lauer only makes sixteen, so I'd only be twenty between Hart and whatever kids you sent out. You might be able to make it work. It'd be close. Boy, that'd but, be cool. I mean, you do you give up basically everything except for your starting, you know, three guys that you, you really care about and shaden. Uh yeah, you do. You do. It makes you a pretty damn good team. I don't know if it makes you a title contender, but it makes you a much more balanced, bigger, athletic, floor spacing just sense. Like It just makes more sense.
2: But then you go to a, a spot, and this is... A, but you're a, out a of moves prob- at that point. Yeah, this is a better problem to have, though, is that you're in a spot where you really need to knock it out of the park with... Your bench because you're not going to have money. You're
0: tax player mid level and you got to get some ring chasers. Like, and you're hoping and praying because you've you've given up all your picks. You've given Uh, up all your. That's the thing. When you look at a move like this, like, are those as good as those guys are, is it worth mortgaging everything for that? Because they do yeah, have flexibility. Yeah, because the ceiling
2: is very high. It, and but here's the other question, though: Is like, how long does this even last for? Because Vanderbilt is got to be nearing the end of his rookie. He field, is. Right? But
0: you'll have his bird rights, and you can go over the cap to resign him. That's that's the thing. Is like, you've got Lowry under contract, and you've got Vando with the ability to to sign him with restricted with 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 restricted rights.
2: This would be that would be crazy. I like that you're talking crazy, though. That gets me excited. Listen, but uh, that is pretty what... crazy. And uh, it should be it should be noted. This is not. This is not like anything you've been hearing. No, this would be this like. Is, this
0: is just me spitball. One hundred percent.
2: The likelihood we're going at. Uh, I'll, I'll give it one percent. I I'd give it
0: less than that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna. I'm giving it one percent here. But the reason I I say all this. <laughs> but, in, but the
2: thing is, yes, you do go and you do that.
0: But the the imagination I'm throwing Win. out, as weird as they sound, think about the the Norman Cove deal, where everybody was so mad about what that did. They ended up getting viable pieces out of it, and they got the financial flexibility to do the things they did on the next step. They may not just go one for one and go do what they need to do with the trade deadline. They might be setting something up.
2: We've got a month and a half. Yeah. Right? That's until the trade deadline. Do they make a move that improves this roster to the point where people start thinking, all right we're a move away or we're there
0: as of right now, I would say no, but I would say that they're going to make a move that sets up another move. That would be the bare minimum. Yeah. I think for me, I don't think they get out of this deadline without making a move. I, as much as much as that is an option. And I, the, the default shedding setting should be that they don't make a move. That, that's for every team in the NBA, mm-hmm. because you are significantly more likely to not make a move than you are to make one. And they typically come down to the wire. Yeah. And there's so many deals that get very close, but when it comes down time, time to it, either a general manager or an owner doesn't, just says no. Yeah. Like there there's there some that get very, very close that don't cross the finish line. Right. But I do believe that they will make a move. With, again, in two weeks, I'll start making a lot of phone calls and, and around the league to see what people are asking for. Because as of right now, all teams are doing is they're calling and asking the Portland Trailblazers, not who they're targeting, what are you looking to do? Are yeah. you looking to get better? Are you looking to shed salary? Are you looking to trade draft capital? Are you looking to get draft capital? Wow. It's just a general, like, how you feeling kind of deal.
2: Noah Vonley's available again. Again! So.
0: Also, so is Gorgie, Gorgie Deng. Go and get him. Go get a big.
2: Oh, here's a fun game. Hmm we got our worst day on the web coming up. Mm. Uh, can you guess how many teams Noah Vonley has played for? Ooh. Because <laughs> it's stunning.
0: Off the top of my head, I'd say five. No. Seven? Seven. Yeah.
2: He has played, for Noah Vonley has played for the Hornets, Blazers, Bulls, Knicks, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Nets, and Boston Celtics. Oh,
0: I forgot about the Nets. That yeah. was the one. Yeah. You know, okay.
2: There you go. There you go. Mm. Uh but here's uh, to wrap this conversation up. You can't hit the ball unless you swing. But the Blazers are gonna make a swing. I,
0: I genuinely believe that the Joker on the Blazers will make a swing.
2: All right. Well, that's good to hear. Um so now they just need to go and get Pascal Siakam, Jared Vanderbilt, and Laurie Markinen. Good lord. No? Oh, not gonna It'd be, be fun. fun. All right. Uh, worst day on the web. Coming up next. Here's Uh, Jordan with SportsCenter.
1: It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
2: Well, that sucks. All right. uh, Worst day on the web right now. Uh, We will have our picks against the spread coming up. Uh, next hour we will not be at two o'clock where we usually do. And we're going to do them at two thirty because we have Jeremiah Coughlin along with uh, Dylan Jenkins. Comedians coming in studio with us. We hang out, chop it up, talk a little bit uh, of sports and also also. Uh, what's going on in the comedy scene here in Portland? Because they've got a new show uh, that's starting. So uh, really cool. We'll have them in at the top of the hour. But the worst day on the Web today. Uh, it's got to go to Baltimore Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh. Um, Lamar Jackson has has missed the last month of action. We, he's got a knee issue going on. And we are kind of at a point where it is, all right, When when are we going to see him? He bet on himself at the beginning of the year. And he went into this year without a contract. He wants 250 mil. The Ravens are saying thanks, but no thanks to that. And he played. And the big risk when you play in a contract year with no contract is if you get hurt. Well, he got hurt, uh, but there is surgery not required. Optimism right away that he could be back very soon. It appears he won't be playing in the regular season finale against the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Is this smelly to you at all?
2: It is. and It's especially smelly when you have John Harbaugh, head coach of the Ravens. Mm-hmm. He'd been through this circus before. Yes. He's been a long time coach. He gives a weekly update to Lamar Jackson. And I I have to give credit where credit is due on this one because it is absolutely glorious. Um, a, a guy that that is at underscore quote the Ravens. Ooh, he went a little Edgar Allan Poe there.
0: Which is great because their mascots are named Edgar Allen and Poe.
2: Um, He did a mashup of John Harbaugh addressing the Lamar Jackson injury situation. Hear how his tone changes from handling a player injury to this dude better get his butt on the field.
1: It's going to be a number, you know, days to weeks. We'll see. We'll see if he can go back this week. If not, it'll be sometime after that shortly. He's been through the MRIs, and uh, I would say it's kind of week to week. You know, It's going to be a weekly thing. So uh, as the week goes on, we'll see for this week. It's probably less likely for this week, but it's not impossible. Um, and then after that, it'll become more and more likely. I mean, are you so optimistic, whether it's this week or not, that he is going to be able to come back at some point this year? Sure, of course. As far as Lamar, do you expect him to practice this week? Uh, we just have to see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an expectation until I hear more today. You know, I'm just probably going to leave all yeah, that stuff sure. alone. You know, I'm going to focus on the game and, uh, uh, and just get ready to, to coach our guys.
0: <laughs> He's one step removed from saying, <laughs> you know what, I'm just only going to talk about the guys who are here and active right now.
2: Do you remember how he started that thing, which is like, yeah, he might be able to go this week. We're going to play by air." And then it progressively gets worse and worse, and you can hear he's getting irritated, not with the question that is being asked, because this is the portion of his media availability where for this. they ask him about the qu- the injuries. Yes. He knows it. He knows it's coming. And as it's going on, you get the feeling he's like, dude better get his butt out there because mm-hmm. we're all grinding. But for Lamar, here's the thing. Why rush back? Both sides of the argument of pay me mm-hmm. and we're not paying you are being proven one by real time one by lamar going you can't win with tyler huntley and i know it mm-hmm. and we're all seeing it here and then the other side which is baltimore going dude the way you play you can't stay healthy a quarter of a billion dollars for a guy that can't stay healthy is not a good investment for us like it is all playing out right in front of us at the most important and pivotal time of the season where there's playoff spots on the line, you're have a, a you in a battle that, hey, Lamar Jackson in this team, they built up a fantastic, fantastic pad uh, with the struggling Bengals at the beginning of the year. But now you're looking at this team going, they lost to the Browns, they beat the Falcons because it's the, the Falcons, Falcons. Uh, and then you lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers who keep their playoff Ooh. hopes alive you got to get a win here because now you're talking playoff seeding. And it, it could all be thrown out the window if you lose this one to the Bengals this this week. And the Bengals, look, the tragedy, How the tragic react. events uh, that happened on Monday night, that's something that it will affect their mm-hmm. play this week. It will affect their play this week. But the, the, the you can hear it in John Harbaugh's voice. He's getting frustrated with Lamar Jackson.
0: We can go back to... The offseason, when we were talking about Lamar Jackson's contract, I have not changed my opinion one step, not one bit. Mm. Lamar Jackson, MVP, fantastic, electric, does all these things. Will not pay him. If I am the owner, why will not pay him? Because and, you're seeing it right here. Yeah.
2: Well, this, I, I don't, I, I think the injury is why I wouldn't pay him. I think this, if you're Lamar, like, I, this week is a week you got to play, but the last few three weeks? No, don't. Don't get hurt any further. And but but Lamar Jackson is also a person that in order to have Lamar Jackson be effective, he, he, he can't he can't play anything other than a hundred percent. Because anything other than a hundred percent Lamar Jackson, you're not getting a quarterback that you're getting Tyler Huntley. You're getting Tyler Huntley, um, who is athletic enough but you need the world-class athleticism. Athletics. That's yeah. what you need. And Tom Brady, he can play on bum ankle and a bum knee or a broken hip because he's fifty. He can do. All, he can play with all those because injuries because he
0: moves six inches in the pocket. Yeah,
2: it, that's a different. That's, he's playing a different game yes. than Lamar Jackson is.
0: He's running once every three games. Yeah, and it's when eight seconds have passed and he's still getting past pro and he's like. I need to make something positive happen out of this play. Chug, 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 slide.
2: And now both of them are getting dragged. <laughs> and that's why they get the worst day on the web. Wee. All right. Uh, 503-250-1080. Think of it. You get your first jersey. Who is it? Who's, you, who's your first jersey? 503 We're going to go. You can send us what yours was. And then right now in the NFL, who do you go first? Danny and Dusty on the fan.
1: This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan.
2: All right, 503-250-1080. We were talking about this, uh, I don't know how we got on it, but first jerseys uh, at the, in the last hour. My son is uh, six today. Happy birthday, buddy. And my in-laws are getting him a... Uh, his first Jersey. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and I said, I, Joe hurt. Uh, Joe Burrow was like the guy that, that Oh yeah. That's yeah. what it was.
2: And going through like they are from Eugene.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: this one was kind of a,
0: this one was kind of telegraphed a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, a, it was a little bit different. It was a, a new purpose pitch there. Um, they, they're from Eugene. So they went and he's a big buddy. He's a good, big fan, um, of Justin Herbert. There so they, he's getting the the powder blue Justin Which Herbert. Which is,
0: is the one to get.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is, it's a clean look, and that will be his first jersey. Now, I remember my first jersey was a Walter Payton uh, Chicago Bears. It was the, back in the days of the Hutch uniforms. Remember that, where you get the whole uniform? Ooh. I got the whole Bears uniform, and I had the Walter Payton one. And then uh, my second one uh, that I got was Eric Dickerson. So I went... Uh, I went Sweetness, then Eric Dickerson. um, I should have parlayed that into like a T-Bird Power Wheels, but that didn't end up happening. (laughs) Um, And then... Like those were those were great ones to have. Like having the first one being sweetness. That's awesome.
0: That's a good start. You and I both got started with Hall of Famers. The yeah. Very first jersey I ever got was a seventy five Howie Long.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's how kids' jerseys start. Like you always get a Hall of Famer. Like nobody's like, you know, who I got? I got a Wes Welker. <laughs> it's like what? Well, there's a lot there's of kids Boston, in Boston. Yeah, there's some Boston kids that <laughs> can have that. Um, my first jersey was a Seahawks Golden Tate. Um but that is, that is something that, that we sit there in when you are it, – it's a big moment. It's a big moment. But I was thinking, like, Herbert is a good one to get, you know? And with my my in-laws being from Eugene and, you know, Herbert going to the high school that, you know, my wife and her siblings went to, that was, that was a no-brainer. Um, but then I was going through, like, there's a lot of really good choices because my son loves Herbert. He loves uh, Joe Burrow. He loves Josh Allen. He loves uh, Thomas Edward Brady, the angel, of course, obviously. Mm. Uh, He loves Mahomes. Sounds like bad parenting to me. Patrick Mahomes. But, hey, and this is not from me. Mm. I don't know why he hates Aaron Rodgers.
0: (laughs) Not from you, huh? No. You don't go cowherd at home?
2: I don't. I I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why my kid (laughs) hates Aaron Rodgers. My son despises Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, why don't you like him? Nah, I don't know. It's weird because it's green and yellow, too. You think a kid would kind of tie
0: the duck colors?
2: No, you know? he doesn't care. No, he hates him. This is the same kid friend. that, uh, I like, he likes Oregon, Washington, and Oregon State. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> like, I don't know. He loves, like, he likes Make a choice, all three kid. of them. He's just like, eh. No, I like it. Uh, but he, Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Does not like
0: Secretly him. hates Cal.
2: <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I know where it started is that when he was like, uh, three, it was the year that he, Rogers did his Sunday night football like photo and he had the huge eyes. It had oh, the huge eyes. Yeah. And he, he would, he was he, terrifying. He'd be calling the big eyes guy. Yeah. And See, so had he,
0: had he been around for discount double check guy? Yeah. Could have gone completely the other he way. He might've
2: liked him. Wow. And then the hair sticking out his hat on this year, he's like Rodgers. Rogers.
0: I'm like, what, Bud? You should show him a picture now that he that he's, he's clean cut and his eyes are in his head. Still won't like him. Mm.
2: Still won't like him. Like, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. No, <laughs> no, I'm going against him. Do you know what the no number,
0: number one selling jersey is this year? Ooh, this year.
2: Yep. I've got P- to- probably Patrick Mahomes. <sighs> he's number four. Number four. Wow, Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh
0: Allen yeah. one. Yeah, Burrow two. Parsons three. Oh, Cowboys yeah. fans. Cowboys have three of the top ten.
2: Well, yeah, because let's not forget the Cowboys thought they were back for a while, and that's going to bump up their jersey sales. And then CD they're like, "Oh Liam man, is number what are we
0: seven. Doing? Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Does it? Yeah, it does because they can't have their Dak jersey anymore, he's, so they got to get something eight. else. Yeah, and that see, Cowboys fans are irrational and there, there's one in y'all here, are in a, a you guys are in an abusive relationship yes, with your favorite team
0: there's one in here that's it's surprising and not surprising number six mm. cooper cup yeah that's weird right that's weird people still buying like discounted cooper cup jerseys after the super bowl yeah i don't know like don't be wrong cups a dude but like no, no. they've been so bad this year that
2: And don't buy one of those blue ones that has the faded numbers those are
0: what? Yeah, the the transition the only, one. They yeah, have it's
2: three jerseys. Only one of them is good. Do, gradient numbers need to stop.
0: Yeah. Get the, gradient the, the numbers the yellow out white. of sports. It does look weird.
2: Yeah. And they, they their bone color jersey, weird looking. They're only their white jersey looks good. The other two are yeah, garbage. Yeah, I'm with you. Meanwhile, the, the Chargers, the hardest part is picking which one you want to get. Which great
0: jersey do you want to wear?
2: You have powder blue which is the navy, correct choice navy blue the royal blue is a slick look you have the white the all, all four of them they look
0: fantastic
3: the powder blue is the best looking jersey though so my yeah, wife got is. me for Christmas last year. Powder mm-hmm. blue J. Herbert jersey. Uh-huh, there you go. Uh, it, there you um, go. Um, and I was going to ask you guys, uh, or I guess Dusty more so, because this is happening with your kid. It is a bit easier to buy a kid a jersey nowadays because he got that exchange guarantee, right? So yeah. he gets traded. He's gone. It was a lot harder for our parents to pull the trigger on a jersey for us that is back true. in the day. So it was my dad more so deciding what his favorite player was, which yeah. was Marshall Falk on the Colts at the time before he went to the Rams. And it's like, I'm not really. I don't know who this guy is, but thanks, Dad. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> that is true. But they, I like
2: I have a buddy who's his kid is obsessed with Tyreek Hill. So he's Don't, running around in little Tyreek Hill jerseys. Like, he loves Tyreek Hill. He's got the Aqua Tyreek Hill jersey. And I'm like, I mean, okay. That's probably <laughs> that's saying gonna, something. If that's gonna be if that, he loves the cheetah though, and when I say he loves Tyreek, like he What's loves Tyreek Hill.
0: I i have a rule okay I, I i do buy jerseys for the man cave like actual yeah. like jersey jerseys i refuse to buy a player's jersey number one until they hit year five in whatever league they're in okay and they have to be kind of on like a at least all-star level path okay like at bare minimum
2: why a year five
0: because you, you know kind of who they are at that point in time. They aren't going to get traded. Like if they sign that next contract. Okay. Because usually across sports, you get the four-year rookie deal. Year five, once you get that deal, that's kind of like when it happens. Okay. So I got very close to buying a a Khalil Mack jersey. Khalil Mack's going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. I was like heading into that year when there was like, they might trade him. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to pull a the trigger. And then they traded him. I'm like, ah, I'm so happy I did not buy a Cleo Mack jersey.
2: <laughs> oh. But <like laughs> all, all
0: of my Raiders jerseys, I've got a Howie Long, I've got a Bo Jackson, I've got a Marcus Allen, and I've got a Charles Woodson.
2: Yeah. That's good. Just That's a, a good list. A, a
0: good list of dudes.
2: Yeah. Uh, Text, I'm a Bears fan. My dad gave me my first uh, jersey. He was working in Minneapolis, and he bought me an Eric Kramer jersey as my first jersey, and I hated the Vikings. Can I make a confession here? I cried, and he thought it was for me
3: being happy, but it wasn't.
0: we we did confessions
3: here. My first real jersey that my dad did not get was a Blazers jersey with my own name on it. <laughs> oh! I did, the, I did the custom. I was like, ah, you know what? Screw, it was, this was in the middle of yeah. pretty crappy Jailblazers years, okay. and then after that, so they just <laughs> didn't have good records. Nobody really to root for other than Sebastian Telfer. <laughs> you Telfair.
2: didn't want to get a Darius Miles or Quintel Woods or Reuben Patterson uh, jersey? I would have shit. probably
3: rather worn a Jeff McGinnis jersey <laughs> than any of those guys, and he wouldn't have been a good one to wear either. But but no, I, I w- went with Schultz and number 11 good. on the back Because I that's my number, and I was a what twelve year old that thought maybe I had a shot with my that's little perfect. chubby white ass in the NBA someday. But no, yeah, I love it. That. That's perfect.
0: Little but... kid wearing custom jersey, not that far off.
3: <laughs> well, how little? Grown,
0: no, no, it's like
3: thirteen and under. Okay, okay, that's all right. Cool.
0: Grown ass man with custom jersey on, you're a sociopath. Yeah, I've listen. Yeah. I've the great thing about sitting in press row is you're right there with your back basically to the main entrances, and you see people coming and going all game long. I've seen probably a dozen or so grown men with custom jerseys with their names on
3: them. So, so am I a sociopath for my teal Mariners Schultz jersey? It says nice. Schultzy on the back, and it yeah, it's a bit much, dude. Okay, All right.
0: are you wearing that out to Mariners games?
3: I or, or is that on the couch? That's on the couch, or for like family stuff. That's that's see, it's you, you.
0: know your audience. You're not showing it in public.
3: I, I feel a little. I feel a little worse about myself. Though. I'm going to shame a you for this.
0: 100. percent you should not, you should not wear custom jerseys as a grown adult in public. At home, in your lucky jersey with your lucky socks. Or with and your, your lucky wife in hat. public,
3: is that okay? Like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Like that's, I see that couples might, doing that all the time. I don't know if that time, makes it better cute. or worse. I think it's adorable and you got you got the Mrs. with you watching uh, the games. I don't think that's bad. I mean, I think, it, here's the thing. I guess,
0: I don't know. I, I could be talked in either way when it makes the most sense is when it's like the wife or girlfriend of, of said player, like instead of the custom Jersey, like if you know, Kayla Lillard is out there wearing a Lillard Jersey or little fat man, Dame junior is wearing a Dame junior Jersey. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you can get away with that. Your family.
3: (laughs) My whole, be a weirdo, be a weird sports fan.
2: (laughs) Oh man. My favorite is when you see like the guy who's like, He'll wear the Schultz '69 jersey. You oh, that you're like, yeah, uh, just full, like you're wrong, bro. Yeah,
0: full in. Is what's what's worse though? Custom jersey adult or dude who wears jersey of team that is not playing in that game?
2: Uh, jersey who not playing in game. I hate that guy. Yeah, you can't. I don't understand going to Blazers a game.
0: Cavs game and Kobe Bryant jersey shows up. What are yeah. you
2: doing? No,
0: go home, Laker fan.
2: We don't care. Actually, that's just, that is actually an evergreen statement. Yeah.
0: Go home, home. Laker. Go fan. home, Laker fan.
2: 503 250 1080. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only
1: $25 a month. New iPhone
0: 15s? It's better
1: over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch